All right, guys, good to have you back sitting across the table here from a good friend, uh, Mr. Gary Hale. And uh, we, it's empty kind of here at the church today, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, we're in that slow time between Christmas, Christmas and, and King's Day. And yep. so, uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. We, we just started talking, which often happens. We start talking and stuff gets pretty good. And we're like, wait a minute. You better hit the record button. Hit record button. <laughs> we were just talking about, uh, you know, I came up with what I thought was just a great idea for a podcast. And Jason's looking at me, and he's like, he's shaking his head, and he's trying to think where I'm going with this. And then finally, he says, uh, "Whoa, I think we did that in like a couple podcasts ago." Yeah, I mean, that, we that, already did that. That smile and nod was Everything. in the back of my mind was going, "How do I let him? How do I ease yeah. him down without <laughs> without slapping him down?" Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I thought, maybe people would think, and so I'm glad he did because we don't want to repeat something that's just like. Yeah, we could I mean, do like... Uh, I mean, I was going down the exact same train. We could do the same one 2.0, like the new version yeah, 2.0. of... 2.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people think it was senile, and so... Well, I mean, we are kind of heading that direction a little bit, you know? Yeah, now past mid-40s. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I get... I mean, Allison always getting... You know, I, I got her with this the other day. Uh, you know, that whole thing about uh, Christmas falls on Sunday. It won't fall on Sunday again for another 11 years. Oh, wow. And so I was like, you know, that means that you're going to be like something like 57, 58. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, because we were both in our 40s. And so yeah. that was. Uh, you were in the doghouse that night, weren't you? Yeah, I was uh, I was with the dogs. The dogs were on my bed. <laughs> oh, my. You know, I was on theirs. But anyway, then what, what were we talking about right before we entered? So we, we oh, were, ideas, ideas. yeah, podcasting ideas. So one of the things we had talked about is the new year. And I'm going to be super transparent. This is a bad missionary statement I'm about to say, but I'm dreading tomorrow night. You know why? Well, the 31st. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some things that are just, I mean, people say that, um, it's inevitable. It's constant death and taxes. But I think you could also add uh, 31st celebrations in the Dominican Republic are going to be loud. Oh, man. All the way into the early mornings. Uh, beyond early, early morning. morning. Yeah. In, like last year, I finally Fireworks. Bu- yes. For on and off for hours. Um, I don't know how many watts the speakers are, but they're huge. Yeah. And um, it's like you have them on in your own home and it's it's That's your neighbor right. and then you have some neighbors that prefer your more um emotional bachata kind of music and then you yeah. got the other ones who like the reggaeton which reggaeton. is a so it's it's really just a hodgepodge blender mix of music and it's loud everything's loud till approximately four or five o'clock in the morning until they uh get tired or run out of alcohol and so <laughs> yeah now we were you know um speaking of this the we were we were not sure how many people would come to church on Christmas. We had a good group. We had a great group. I mean, you know, yep. to see to see that many people come and and you know the challenge there is because culturally here the noche buena the, the Christmas Eve dinner late into the night with family uh, means people are traveling or just you know out of their normal routine, and so you. For us, you come to understand that that next day is a little bit hard for people. So 930 service. Uh, and I realize that in the mindset of uh, North America, how in the world could that be hard to go to, to you know, Sunday service on a Christmas? You know, Christmas uh, day is on uh, on Sunday. But, um, you know, understanding what's going on the night before here with right. family and movement and late in the night and all that kind of stuff. And we had a great attendance. Yeah. But I think um, – this Sunday will be interesting because, you know, I've, I've had people tell me, I mean, you don't understand, but it's not me. I'm not partying, but I'm part of the party because it goes until three, four, five in the morning. Right. The music and the fireworks. People, you know, they came out the other day that 
they're going, the, the authorities are going, now I don't know how they're going to do this, but they're saying that they're going to uh, uh, fine and imprison people shooting guns off in the air. But Ooh, I mean, you know, but I, I mean, how are you going to, how are you going to report that? Sure. And the way these cultures work, I'm not, I'm not downing the Dominican Republic, but I've yeah. lived in Costa Rica, lived in Dominican, lived in Venezuela and, <clears throat> you know, Pretty much everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who's a police officer, and if you're connected oh. to them, it's just probably many times not going to happen unless you're just Joe Blow. But, that happens but, but, but think about that. Even yeah. the fact that they have to come out and say that. Right. So in our neighborhoods, what it means is, is people that, are shooting off yeah, guns in the air. Shooting guns in the air. Now, you know, the, for most of us, uh, that harks back to the 1800s out in the Wild West, yeah. you know, and people are just celebrating and shooting their pistols and their rifles in the air or whatever. But uh, not today, but this is that's just very much part of the life. I'm not saying that as a condescending. I'm just saying it's it's different. No, I totally get you. And and uh, honestly, this is this. Here we go. More, uh, I'm going a little more philosophical, possibly mm, theological here. Serious, serious. Um, but Gary, I think that is very important to understand because when you deal with theological things. There's this thing called contextualization, and you have oh, to speak. Serious, yeah, I'm telling you, man, you have to speak in a way that the people you're speaking to understand. Um, and we try to do that. Like I like the way we handled Christmas and the way we're handling New Year's. We didn't throw out this big guilt trip that you know you're going straight yeah. to the pit if you're not going to be here because we understand the cultural implications of what's going on, and so we want the doors to be open and we feel like it's important. But we're not also trying to shame people. Like yeah. I can't believe you didn't come, and so. Um, it well, wasn't any, it was incredible because there were some, there were some doubts that we would even have anybody come to Christmas. I mean, I, yeah. there was some just light we conversations had a really good crowd. that was like, you know, it may just be a few of us. Well, and there's another thing that really bothers me as a missionary. And that's when people come to visit and they don't understand things and statements like, well, these people just, mm-hmm. you know, dot, 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 yeah. or these people don't know how to dot, dot, dot. Right. And um, that bothers me. Yeah. I think the only one that I would say boldly, only because they say it themselves, is these people don't know how to drive. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they themselves will. I mean, we went. Right. We had a. We we had a. You know, Dominican chauffeur, not chauffeur, but bus driver that took us the other day, and he's he was frustrated and complaining just because. Yeah. So no, I mean, I just don't like. So, you know, is it the best thing in the world to do? Probably not. I mean, obviously the authorities are going to do something about it, but it is part to a certain extent of their culture. Let's not, you know, beat them up because of it. You know, the the shooting in the the air. Yeah. And I think another thing as it relates back to the church is, you know, for several years, uh, we just kind of accepted that um, the idea that when Christmas was around or even the week of Christmas, whenever Christmas fell, if it fell on Wednesday or whatever, that that Sunday, um, that Sunday after there would be nobody at church. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of fell into that, that rut. Yeah. Um, just, just kind of low expectation. And you know what? Not a lot of people came. And until we started saying, well, what if, what if we believe that, that people could come and would come right. and would want to come, but not, not from a, a standpoint of guilt and shame. And if you don't do this, you're declaring that you're not a faithful disciple, not, right. not, not yeah. doing that, but just in, Hey, we're going to, uh, you know, we might do something different. The style might be a little different. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll tailor it to, to, you know, the kind of the, the, the moment or whatever, but why don't we just, 
believe that people could actually show up. We're here for you if you want to come. Yeah, we're, we're here, and we would love to have you. We're yeah. going to have service. We are going to celebrate uh, Christ. We're not going to take time off because, you know, we're, we're, it's open. And and then to see, we, we begin to see that people responded to that. Yeah. And so we've had good Sunday service. It's it's not our highest Sunday service of the year, and I know that's hard for people in the United States to, to realize that. Easter and Christmas are not... Uh, typically well attended percentage wise, but for our church, it's pretty good. We'll have a good crowd. We won't have record setting crowds on those days. It will be during other days of the year that that may happen, but it's still, we still have really good attendance. And I don't know what will happen, you know, uh, in a couple of days. This Sunday will be interesting. Uh, It, it, there may, if I was going to guess, me of little faith, I would say "Eh, it's going to be a little bit lower attendance than, it might be quite a bit lower than, than uh, uh, than on Christmas because they, once again everybody's part of the party whether you're not part of the party or not because you like you said you've got the music going sure you've got fireworks you got guns in the air you got you know four or five in the morning and then trying to get your whole family which you know it's easier for I mean I have trouble enough me and my wife getting up and doing what we got to do to get here right. you've got kids <clears throat> right and and they're sleepy they're <clears throat> grouchy they're arguing with each other and uh, I'm sure there's times where you think. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> well, <clears throat> we're probably looking we're at a mess. <laughs> we're looking at a big nap probably on on Sunday right. afternoon if we can. But no, no, I, I uh, and because you know I have seen the same thing the last time we did. I remember in the states. I can't remember anyway. I don't know. I don't know how it played out. I, this is a funny thing. If my father in law is listening, I'm going to be in big trouble for this. But we kind of joke and laugh about this in my house because one year I remember that um, he was like. You know, this is this is Christmas. This is you know Jesus' birth, and we're going to celebrate it. And we, are we having service? Yes, we're having services. Yeah, right. And then How it was almost like the me. next year he was like, you know, I think this is important. You be with family and right. spend time with family, and so we're going to cancel services this year so you guys could be home with your friends yeah. and home with your family. And I, you know, I see the good on both of those. I really yeah. do because we emphasize a lot on small groups and stuff like that. But but I, I like. Um, I like how we're doing it. it. Just let's not make it a big deal in the sense of it is a big deal because we're worshiping, but let's not make it yeah. a big deal if somebody can't. Because honest to goodness, there is a good possibility people won't be able to leave their house. I mean, people here park inches from each other. You know, I'm just coming over here right now. I mean, I, my mirror was literally two inches from another car yeah. just coming through a street. And so, you know, there may be that they're parked in because people got drunk and went back to their houses and left their cars in the middle of the road. That happens very often here. So there's a lot of little... When did, when did that big dent in the door happen on your passenger Mine? side? I don't have a big dent in the door. You sure? Oh, might want to check like, that. like caved in. When did that happen? I don't think there is. Is there? Uh, you're open. <laughs> I'm open not between the time. If it did, it happened between the time I walked in and the time you walked in because I just looked at it before I left the house. Okay, all right, that's good. No, so no, no, you're right. And, and you know, I think one of the one of the things you could say about that is don't make a measure of somebody's spirituality on one day. Look, if you want, if you want to do a pattern, okay. If you want to say, is this are, are we being faithful in our devotional are we being faithful in our prayer time are we being faithful to church attendance and our small group and all that okay there's measurements there that you can look for patterns and say is this person growing or not it starts with us am i growing okay it starts with am i growing but don't put everything and that's what i think i think sometimes people tend to put everything in one event or one day don't measure somebody's spirituality whether they come on new year's day or not to church that's that's unfair. Well, that's too heavy. Right. That doesn't. That's not filled with grace. That's not understanding the whole context of their life. Now, if they haven't been showing up for six months, 
Well, yeah, but you know what? You, the time you need to figure that out is not on January 1st. Oh, well, exactly. They didn't show up. They're not bad Christian. Well, well you I'm going to have known that ahead of time. I want to take it one step further. One realization, and I have applied this since I've been here so many times, and it's not that I don't care. So I want to be careful what I'm saying. It's not that I don't care about people. I just realize what my job is as a minister of the gospel, whether that is in Semco, whether that's in a small group leader, whatever capacity I'm in. I can't make anybody do anything, and nor is it really my job to judge them. It's not my, I don't want that job. I don't want to be the Holy Spirit. That's his job. Now, if they're coming to me saying, hey, I'd love to, you know, teach Sunday school. And I'm like, well, let me talk to Gary, but uh, you haven't been here for six months. You know, that's going to be an issue where it's going to matter. But, you know, um, I I find more my passion is I want to see him do it for them, not not necessarily for some kind of performance type thing. And so, but it also takes a ton of pressure off me. You know, even I had a discussion this last week as far as discipleship. And I, I kind of had the, the discussion with my wife, you know, discipleship in our home is really the same as discipleship outside the home. We can present truth. We can, we can maintain somewhat of a, a order in our home, but I can't change my children's heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can provide that atmosphere. I could talk through things spiritually and help them understand why we do what we do. But in the end, that is their responsibility between them and God. And so um, the same is true in the church. You know, we we pour ourselves out uh, to help people. We encourage them. We walk alongside of them. Uh, I think vulnerability on our part is huge for them to see that we're not perfect, that God's doing a work of grace in our life still. But we can't make them do what they're supposed to do. And I think uh, adding to that, what you said is so important, too. One day, please. Is not a measure of their spirituality. And and if we're honest with ourselves, we run sometimes to conclusions uh, in our minds because we want something or whatever. And and many times I have been um, slapped back in my spirit, I guess you could say, when I found out what the real reason was. Mm -hmm. You know, it's quick to say, oh, yeah, look at so-and-so. Yeah, we got such and such going on, and they didn't show up later on to find out that they're broken down on the side of the road or somebody in the family was sick or, you know, even a family member passed away. And I was so quick to, to, yeah, to, sure. so, um, yeah, be careful with those litmus tests because, uh, I think again, you, you can single out one event or activity or whatever, you know, sure. I mean, as, as a, you, hopefully you schedule things as a minister. We schedule things as a minister with a purpose in mind. Sure. Even if that purpose is just nothing more than, than fellowship, that we're mm-hmm. just going to enjoy each other's company. And, but so you schedule that, uh, activity and really, you know, as we've talked about before, the simple church model, you're not trying to overdo activities, but technically speaking, uh, the church service is an activity. Technically yeah. speaking, Actually, yeah. uh, singing is an activity. Preaching is an activity. Technically speaking. Okay, so there is a certain amount of activities that make up church life. But you got to be careful just singling out one of those on one day of the year and making that the litmus test of whether people... Because then it's not that. Then it's going to be our celebration of Independence Day in February. Do you attend the picnic or not? Sure. Okay, well, you're not for the church if you're not here. Do you attend it on March? And, you, you know, and so every month or something, and then you get so program oriented and activity driven that uh, litmus tests are about these activities and whether rather than just taking a step back and yeah because you know you're putting a lot of time into this and, and you want people to be a part of it you think it's going to be good for them but you got to realize you're kind of yeah around. you're hitting a nail on the head that I kind of want to bring up and many times and this is just being super transparent and honest why do we get upset at those things especially if we're a part of putting something like that together Maybe our motives aren't the best and being upset about something like that. We're just a little put out that we worked so hard on something and somebody had the audacity not to show up or 
um, we think that it would be good for them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah, not, sure. our motives aren't always the purest. And a lot of times that's where those things come from is, um, well, this would be really good for them. And it's such a, it's really such a slap back at us because, you know, we all, and it's so funny because I think we have a generation now that's trying to break from, from ultra legalism, all right. the rule, you know, rule mongering and the judgmentalism, but deep down, this is this same thing happened in Jesus day. We want to measure our spirituality or other people's spirituality by performance. Right. And there's so much more to it than that. And it's not, I'm not the Holy spirit. I don't know what's going on in that person's heart. They may have missed five services and I don't know why. No. And my quick conclusion is to their level of spirituality based on performance. You know, I could be totally missing what's going on. Maybe they're having marital problems. Maybe they're having kids problems. Maybe they're having physical problems that nobody knows about. Maybe they're just having mental problems. And those and, are, and then again, maybe, maybe they're not, maybe, maybe, maybe the person comes to you and says, Hey, I want to teach Sunday school. And you're like, uh, I noticed that you haven't been faithful to church and you explore into that. Right. And no, it's because they're uh, going out to the base. They're watching the Australia's baseball game. And it's like, you know, and that's a chance to, to, to it's an say, opportunity for discipleship, for not judgment. And say, like, yeah, you, you, you know, what's first place in your life? What are priorities in your life? And it's not that you're judging that you're, bringing no. them to that to where they have to consider, okay, because here's the thing, you know, if you're going to be involved in ministry, there's a certain amount of commitment, uh, faithfulness that, you know, that we expect. And so it can be done in a way that you call people up. I don't, I don't think that, and, and I'm not taking it that you're saying that at all. It's not that you lower the standards. I think you can set a high bar, but you don't have to set a high bar with the wrong attitude. No. And, and honestly, even what you just said, we could take it beyond us. I, we've been watching the chosen in the, my small group, man, that has been just an absolute home run because you see, you know, again, and I'm going to throw a disclaimer cause I know there, there's people out there that, that may not like it, you know, um, why would they not like it? The, the liber- because the you liberties, they take a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you have to though. If you're going right. to, I mean, if you took everything that Jesus said and tried to do a movie, you know, a film out of it, you're going to have about 15 minutes of all the, the word, you know, or whatever. You're going to have 20 minutes for red letter words, Pretty much it. So there is an interpretive license. Are that you they saying take. The, the Bible's not enough, Jason? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Okay. That's another podcast. That's the next one after this. No, but it, what has been so good is the way that they interpret the personalities on there. But beyond that, you see from the beginning, there's all this zeal about following Jesus. And the, he's the Messiah. He's the Messiah. He's the conqueror. And they're seeing him as that. And they're, they're like, let's go conquer together. And as Jesus is character develops through this, through the season one and season two, the, we just started season three. Now it's really about the cost. Now yeah. it's about the cost, you know, what you have to give up. And Peter, you know, shows Peter with his wife. And so now Peter's, you know, the, Peter's talking with his wife before they're sent out by Jesus about the possibility of starting a family. And then all of a sudden he's getting sent out. And so that's, that's upsetting his home life. And, and, uh, J- James, one of the James, uh, comes to, they call him big James in there. And he comes to Jesus because Jesus is sending him out to heal and he's got a limp in this thing. Oh. And he's like, I don't understand. You know, why have you, why are you sending me out to heal when you haven't even healed me? And it was just yeah. so cool. It was, yeah. you know, Jesus, like it, he really went into the book of James, what yeah. it was just so funny, made illusion, although it wasn't written at that time and just said yeah. that the trials were to, you know, that God entrusted them, trusted him with that trial 
And that was a gift from him and the father that not every, they knew that not everybody could handle, not everybody could, it was yeah. just, it was well done. Yeah. The point in all of that being is I've really been hammering this home with, with the, with the college group is the same thing we just, I just said, I want you to grow at the college group. I want you guys to grow. I want you to take that next step, but I don't care what it is. There's a cost to it. Mm-hmm. As you deepen in your walk with Jesus, there is a cost to it. I don't know what that is for you. I can tell you what it is yeah. for me. I can tell you how it applies to my family, my life. You know, my dad's, my dad's, you know, out of his mind. He's got basically Alzheimer's. He's, he talks to himself 24 seven and doesn't sleep and, you know, walks around the house at three o'clock in the morning, wake up, I'm, I'm t- up telling her it's time to go to work, you know, and she's like, yeah. no. So for me, it's that for us, we went through a financial trial at the beginning of, of our time here. There's a, for, for everybody that's different, for everybody that's different. But there is no following Jesus without some level of cost. Yeah. Not, not, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Not a buying our salvation cost, but just a level of commitment. Really, it it is what the word repentance encapsulates. Yeah. And so if you're going to grow, and that's the way I would approach it with somebody who wasn't faithful. You know, it's, it's not our rules. It's not a bunch of rules. It's just a matter of if you're going to, if you want to keep following Jesus to the next level, you, you, there's there's a, there's an aspect of surrender, and there's an aspect of giving parts of our lives that are hard to give to Him, so that He can do through us what He wants to do. It's beyond the church. It's beyond the, our program. It's beyond our game or whatever we're doing or our ministry that's going on right now. It's a matter of them realizing that the commitment that they made there's a cost to it. There is a cost to it. Now I'm going to be careful because people can jump on that and say, "Oh, now you're trying to say salvation is no." I'm not saying you can earn it at all. But Jesus himself said, unless you hate your father and mother and your own life also, you cannot be my, my disciple. In other words, yeah. if he doesn't have preeminence in everything, then no. we're not disciples. Yeah, I like it. Well, I would just say this. Uh, we have. Should uh, I have an invitation uh, now? Well, yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> if you'll pick up the phone right now, and call, uh, we have a counselor standing by. Yes, I'm laying over yes. the prayer cloths right now. Yeah. And if you call right now, you can get two of them. And we know that the Holy Spirit's attached to one of the two. So uh, if you'd like to make a year end donation, there you go. Unfortunately, this podcast is going to drop after the day. <laughs> so make one for this year and next year right, double right, up right, right there you go no that's that's a good word i think that's a good uh a good place to end this podcast uh, uh we weren't even off. we weren't even going this direction gary no, we, went, uh, we just got this one out of nowhere really yeah uh, but it but it is something to think about you know what what is the cost to follow christ uh in 2023 yep. what's it going to be and um so yeah i mean you know last year was great and uh you know we're uh, finishing up the, the, you know, this year we've got, uh, for us, when this podcast is being recorded, uh, Jason's referred to tomorrow being the big day. That's the 31st for yeah. us. Uh, you know, the night, the celebration, the guns, the fireworks, all that, the loud music, and then we'll have service on Sunday and the new year will begin. There and, you go. uh, it'll be a new year filled with ups and downs, mountains, valleys, uh, wins, losses, uh, pro- you know, hurts, triumphs. And, uh, so we just want to be faithful. Yep. It's, it's, it's going to cost something uh, to, to be faithful. We'll have to be committed uh, through those. But um, uh, I think you learn, though, through the years that um, you, don't, you don't have all the – I guess I, I feel like I'm getting more stu- – I'm getting stupider, if I can say that. <laughs> I thought I had it all figured out in my late 20s. Everything, philosophy, ministry, style, all that kind of stuff. And, 
you know, you realize the older you get, I really don't have, I don't even know what I don't know. You know what you need? (laughs) What's that? 16 and 17 year old kid. (laughs) Now say, you know, the Lord didn't give me that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thank the, thank God for your dog sometimes and, or both your dogs. Because, um, that's a trial I can't handle. If, uh, (laughs) if ever you're challenged in all the, what you just said and, uh, you, you have flashbacks back to the moments when you thought you had it all together. Cause I have to have many talks with at least one of my kids going, dude, chill, <laughs> you know, you, you got a lot to figure out. Mom and I have walked through these, these, these roads before, and there's just some life principles that you need to learn still. So yeah. chill out, uh, not in a bad way. Just he's, yeah. he gets excited and you know, he's very focused. So, well, no, but you know, I, you know, I just says, I, you know, I, I was making a joke that Lord knew I couldn't handle that trial. I think that's exactly it. We can't handle all these things. He does bring us. You know, exactly. there's, there's that old phrase about uh, he'll never give you, you know, too much that you can't handle. That's a lie. Right. That's he always gives you more than you can handle. Because you need to, to rely on him. James. You need, if you can handle it yourself, you don't need the spirit and you don't need the word. If you can handle by yourself, you're operating in the, the flesh and, yep. and what you what you can do. And so, uh, yeah, he will bring us to a point, allow some things to happen that uh, are painful. But... Romans eight twenty eight is still there. Yeah. Uh, that if we're loved and called, uh, you know, we love him. We're called uh, to him. He's still working all things for our, our good. And you know, that's. Uh, I think you can end the year in thinking that you know it's been a great year. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. It's there's been ups and downs, but it's been a great year. I'm expecting great things in 2023. Whatever that road looks like, and uh, I'm sure there'll be twists and turns. Um, Always are. There'll yeah. be jumps and there'll be falls. Yeah. Uh, but I think. Um, uh, you know, I'm excited about going in the new year. So we just got to get through the 31st. <laughs> we'll be yeah. tired. We'll sleep tonight, year. but there ain't no sleeping tomorrow night for sure. No, so uh, that'll be funny on uh, Sunday seeing you. Yeah. Are you t- are you uh, playing the bass on Sunday? I mean, if we, if we, uh, yeah, I think so. If uh, I'll do like uh, another person in the music ministry we had for a while that fell asleep every Sunday on the, yeah. on the platform. Uh, anyway, yeah, I tell you what, if I'm preaching on Sunday and you fall asleep, I might call you out. Just for what would have been worse is if, if I was interpreting for you last week and I fell uh, asleep and I didn't. Yeah. So okay, well we better, <laughs> we better leave it there. <laughs> All right, guys, catch you next episode. We're out.